I'm Rachel Balducci. You're listening to Spill the Tea, a product of Augusta University's Department of Communication. So, hi everyone. We've got Spill the Tea today, um, and we're going to be doing celebrity news. My name's Simone. My name's Mackenzie. My name's Dylan. And we, we've got a lot to discuss this week. So, Dylan, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about the newly announced uh, new Mario movie starring everyone's favorite guy from Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt, as Mario. People are mad about that, obviously, because ever since that was announced, I think last year, people have been wondering, oh, what's it going to sound like? Please don't just be Chris Pratt. Anyway, the trailer came out and it was just Chris Pratt, so... People got upset, obviously, and people are wondering, why don't you get the actual guy who voices Mario in the video games, Charles Martinet? He's been doing it since the 90s. He's still alive. He can still do the voice really well. And everyone's wondering, just, why don't you get him? He's in the movie, just not as Mario. Oh. oh. He's, at, he's credited as additional voices. Oh. And oh. everyone's mad. Because everyone wants them to say, redo the whole movie to, to get him to do it instead. Because, mm-hmm. like, Jack Black's Bowser, and that's perfect casting. He's mm-hmm. great. But Chris Pratt, it's just Chris Pratt. His voice, yeah. he, he's trying to do, like, a weird New York Italian. Oh. But it's awful. It, no. It's, it's just no, no. Okay. I took it to pizza. <laughs> but I can understand that because... Personally, if I was that, I'd be offended. Like, yeah. wow, you're going to have me, like, almost as an extra, like, you know. And this is, like, the more funny side of things because I heard people ragging on, like, the trailer. Well, I like the trailer. Um, I know, controversial. I see that look in your eye, controversial. I like, well, I like the trailer because I like how they did Toad. I like how they introduced Toad, like him falling in on, like, a little mushroom. And, he, and I think Toad's thing is so cute. Um, but also, (laughs) okay, this is so funny to me, because, so, if you've seen Chris Pratt, you know, he a little flat in the back, he a little, he a little flat, you know, and people are just like, but Mario jumps, he got half a cake Yeah, everyone got mad, they got rid of Mario's ass. (laughs) So, and honestly, which reminds me of another thing, if you guys have not seen the flounder for the new Ariel. It looks like the creators of FNAF, like Five Nights at Freddy's, made flounder. Oh, it's no. absolutely, it gives animatronic in every oh, sense no. of the word. When it comes to this, it's like like Chris Pratt, he was he voiced Emmett in the Lego movie, if you guys remember that, which is perfect because that was the best casting because Emmett was just a basic, boring guy and Chris Pratt has a basic, boring voice. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Like, that's why everyone's also going to be worried when the Garfield movie comes out in, like, a year or two because he's also voicing Garfield. Oh. You know. And imagine Chris Pratt talking about, like, oh, I hate Mondays and lasagna or whatever. That would make sense. It, it, I, I, I'm still going to watch it, but. You know, and I guess it's maybe more so to market it out to, like, more, like, people who aren't really into, like, Mario, like, Super Smash Bros. video games and Nintendo like that just bringing Chris Pratt in, but even then, I think, like... But, like, that's the pr- that's one reason people are angry, 
Because, like, this has been a thing for years, always, like, animated movies, instead of getting known, reputable, amazing voice actors who literally can, can contort their vocal cords to do a voice or whatever, instead you just get the big-name people just bringing more seats, mm-hmm. which I guess from a business standpoint makes yeah. sense, but in every other standpoint, it's awful. Yeah. People hate it. I follow a lot of voice actors on Twitter, and they're all mad. The only voice actor that I know who's in the movie, who's an actual voice actor-actor, was a... You remember the penguin from the trailer? Yeah. The, yeah. That guy is voiced by Carrie Payton. I know him. He's cyborg in Teen Titans. Oh. <laughs> Besides him, everyone else is just, you know, Charlie Day, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Jack Black, he's the exception. Jack Black's always an exception. He's amazing. I feel like they could market the movie with Jack Black, though. Yeah. But, like, the thing that gets me is the fact that the original guy is in the movie, but he's not playing what he's been voicing for, like, 30 years. Charles Martinet genuinely is... Because he played Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Waluigi, Wario. The only one he didn't do was Toad and Peach. Mm. Mm. So he versatile. Exactly. So he could have did half the movie by himself, is what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) He could. And people, uh, people were saying, like, oh, well, the voice is kind of annoying. You get sick of it, which is not true. He's good at his job. He can change the voice to be less an- annoying. Because I've, I've seen him do it at events. He can do it. Mm-hmm. it, it yeah, oh, whatever. I, don't know. I guess it comes down to aesthetics. From a business standpoint, you know, people like to say that, oh, looks don't really matter. But in, like, industries where you're on TV aesthetics come to be like a big part like someone could be the most talented person but if they had like a hella crooked nose they're like damn anyways let's bring on chris pratt all right it's just dumb all of it is dumb and it makes me upset i mean i'm still gonna watch the movie but i'm upset about it yeah yeah Yeah. which is so funny because i think that's what people say about cancel culture it's like but you're still going to go watch yeah. it, which I feel bad because I am, but, like, I'm still going to be angry about it. Hate watching. I do hate watching yeah, the movie. Yeah, you know. Which, speaking of aesthetics, you know, um, if you guys know anything about K-pop, you know, there are often visuals in a group, you know. Yeah. And as of recently, there's been more or less of a controversy surrounding BTS. Um which they made a big break into the Western industry, I think maybe about two years ago, because they first appeared on, like, the AMAs. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that was either 2019 or 2020. But I know they they got military enlistment. Tell me about it. So on either Monday, this was Monday morning, because Monday was a terrible day. Oh, no. So, like, I can't remember when they released. It was in the middle of the night, but... Basically, their company, uh, Hive, announced that they will be enlisting into the military. And for those of you who don't know, um, every male in Korea is required to serve at least two years of military service. And the controversy with this is sometimes people will get exempted. Like many Olympians have gotten exempted Mm -hmm. from doing military service and different people... I believe some actors may have gotten exempted from it. Mm-hmm. And the controversy is um, that they did not give BTS the same. Um, they didn't let them exempt. Mm-hmm. So, I forgot what I was going to say next. Okay, 
you'd have to cut that out. <laughs> Me, okay. So, um, we'll first start with the economic part of it. So this was another uh, controversy. So, on top of selling out stadiums in less than five minutes for the last few years, in between 2014 and uh, 2023, so that'd be the end of this year, uh, analysts predicted that BTS would have contributed $29.1 trillion to the Korean economy. So, huge amount. And every year... Uh, Hyundai Research said that they contribute more than $3.6 billion because um, people will go visit South Korea just because that they like BTS and mm-hmm. they want to uh, explore the country and be more immersed in the culture. And um, and this quote says it's equivalent to like 26% of some big companies in Korea. Mm-hmm. So... Um, So the other controversy is while you are doing your two years of military service, you can't make any money. So, like, they couldn't go on tour. Um, They're not all going to go at the same time. But the ones that um, do go, they can't be releasing music while they're gone. So the Ministry of National Defense was talking about that they were going to try to get BTS to to come together as a group and do performances now, the thing with that is the government will get all the money instead of them for the performances. Oh, so people okay. are like, huh. <laughs> so not only did you not give someone who uh, provides $3.6 billion a year an exemption, now you want to make money off of them. So people are kind of like wrestling over this. And uh, the other side of it is despite they weren't allowed the exemption, they they choose to go. Like, they, they want to do it. Okay. So that's the other side of it. But a lot of people, like, regardless, they should have been given that option yeah. to go. Because I think I remember, um, which I'm going to preface this by also saying that I'm still hurt because I tried. I got tickets to um, when 7 was released, when their yep. album 7 was released back in 2020. I had gotten tickets. Yep. Then COVID happened literally a month later. Yep. I still remember. I was like, my mom was like, are they going to refund me my tickets? I'm like, I just want to do concert. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, because I was on Stay in Twitter at the time. Mm. We love Stay in Twitter. We're going to get into that <laughs> later, too. Um, but I remember, like, people were outraged at the fact that they even got considered for an exemption. Like, I remember yeah, and it's like, and like, I thought like regular Twitter was bad. I don't know what it is about stand up. They got yeah. something over there in their water. Like, they would literally tell you, like, you know, I don't know if you guys ever heard that TikTok sound that was like, that's why your mama did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. they would be like that. Yeah. But they're like, I will dig up your grandma and like yeah. use her as a Halloween decoration. Yeah. Like, I saw that as a tweet. I was like, what are y'all doing? Where yeah. is the decorum? Yeah. This is Twitter. That word doesn't exist. No, I've, oh, I have, I'm not going to even get into that here. I can, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but I remember seeing it, and I've, I've been seeing the memes on it, because I've been slowly, like, creeping my way back into their music, right? 
And I think the fact that people are so, like, I'm glad that they're doing their military service, too. Because it seemed like at the end of the day, even though they got offered the exception, um, which is also, like, why I was so confused about the outrage is that they were like, yeah, we were accepted, like, for the acceptance, but, like. Oh, they weren't. They weren't. Not the acceptance for the, the exemption. Like, we see the exemption, but we're still planning to yeah. go and do the service. So that's also why I was so confused because people were like, I, like ah, exemption! And they were like, but we still plan on doing it. Like, we still plan on going to do it. So I was so confused um, about that to so much so that I remember there was like a point on Twitter where I think it was just like about military discourse for like a month, month and yep. a half. Because um, they, they keep like the last two years or year and a half, they've just been delaying this conversation. Uh-huh. They just keep pushing it off. It's like, all right, what are we waiting on? And I think, is it like, I think I read somewhere that, so one of the members, the oldest member, Jen, mm-hmm. right, he turned 30, I want to say last <laughs> year, right? And they delayed it originally so he could do the stuff for like, that year, mm-hmm. but now that he's like, I think he's turning 31 this yeah. year. Well, I, I get confused because they have like he's international turning, age. He's turning 30 our age this year, but he'll be 31 mm. their age. Okay, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know that um, there's kind of like an aging difference over there by like one or two years, depending on if it's before or after your birthday. So they have an international age versus like a Korean age, yeah. right? That's not confusing at all. I mean, it's like when you're born, like the time that you were conceived to when you were born, that's about a year. Mm-hmm. So like they c- include that as well into oh, the age. Yeah, I heard about that. So basically you're born out the womb, already getting it, one year is old, you know. But then you also turn a year older on the Korean New Year, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So everybody turns a year older that day as well. Which must be so cool, because at the same time, like, you're aging so fast. You're like, wow, I remember when I used to be 26, and 26 was literally only really last year, but you're considered, like, 28 now. Which, that's your fun cultural fact for the day. If you didn't know that, tell someone that today. I think that would be fun. And Um, the, the people that are sad about this news, do not worry. They're going to be releasing solo music throughout the years, so... Don't be, don't be too sad. It's a hard time, I know, but it's gonna be okay. You know that would also I feel like explain because I see where they started kind of like, well obviously they're grown men at this yeah. point, so obviously they're gonna want to start going off doing their own things, you know. Um, but that also explains like the recent abundance of like solo albums, mm-hmm. so kind of like personal projects yeah. that have been going on. Like I think J Hope's like most recent. What's mm-hmm. it called? Jack Arson? in the Box. Jack in the Jack Box. In the box. Yeah. Because I remember Arson was. Yep. <laughs> Arson was. <laughs> yeah. Arson, right? So that was that. That was something else. Um, yeah, they. I think they uh, released in June on their anniversary that um, you know COVID had taken a lot out of them artistically. So they. This is the time where they want to um, experiment more and mm-hmm. release solo things. And, I'm glad. I'm glad that they mm-hmm. feel comfortable. So, I would recommend everyone who's a gym teen, you 
Yes. Not only as someone who's yeah. a fan, but also I just like watching their dance. Yeah. Pre- like they're mm, yeah. beautiful dance. Pre- like I, mm, that's gonna eat for me every yeah. time. Like if you're do if it. you're listening to this podcast, go listen to a BTS song, or even just yeah. watch like their dance practices because yeah. I, I love their dance practices. It's gonna, so good. They're gonna do it for me every time. It's gonna yeah. do it for me every time. But speaking of insanity, you have a topic. We all that you. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. I'm ready to hear it. I got notes. (laughs) I got notes. I got bullet points. Well, then let's hear it. So last week, Nicki Minaj, yes, the very much, this is the thing's going to get to me, which is on type of girl, and Miss Lotto, right, got into some beef, right? And it turned very aggressive very quickly, right? So... I'm going to preface this by saying I'm just going to give what I know. I'm going to be as neutral as possible yeah. when giving out the information. Because I do have some opinions, but I'm going to save that to the end. So, and especially since it's Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So, I will say, the beef started because, as we know, the 2023 Grammys are coming up, right? And Nicki just released a recent um, song called Super Freaky Girl, right? Yep. And it was originally um, under the rap category, but it got moved over to the pop category, right? Now, so Nikki went on live to express her distaste. Um, and one of the examples she used to prove her point was Lotto's Big Energy, mm. uh, which was released, like, I believe either earlier this year or late last year. Um, now, when she went on live, let's be clear that she had cited other artists like Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Post Malone was also mentioned. Um, however, she kept mentioning Lotto's name. And what she was saying was that essentially if Soupy, uh, Super Freaky Girl was considered a pop song, then Big Energy mm-hmm. should be considered one as well. Now... <clears throat> She then went on to say these two things that really made it, like, what really popped things off. is This is a direct quote here, right? Nikki says, If you can't tell by now that there is a concerted effort to give newer artists things that they really don't deserve over people who have been deserving for many years, um, then you're not paying attention. She also said, that female rap will no longer have any black women, right? Now, <laughs> with that being said, like, since Nuwata was name dropped, um, she's still, I wouldn't say still breaking into the industry, but she's still, like, one of the hot, newer faces. Um, and given the fact that she is a light-skinned, biracial woman, um, combined with that, what she said, absolutely kind of crazy. Um, so it's also important to note that Lotto has been a big fan of Nikki for a while. So when Nikki twi- uh, took to Twitter to talk about her distaste in the outcome, Lotto chimed in how she can't even, like, that's sad that she can't even celebrate her awards or accomplishment. Now that's when it turned into a Twitter feud, all right? So I'm not sure how we skipped so many steps, right? So Nikki post DMs between her and Lotto, essentially, like Instagram DMs, mm-hmm. where I guess um, Lotto was asking for a feature and Nikki turned her down. 
and supposedly that was Nikki saying that she was begging for a feature and that she was just bitter about it. So then Lotto drops an audio clip of a conversation that they had over the phone. Um, and you guys can look it up. It's a lot, but it's about four to five minutes, maybe three minutes. Um, a lot was said in that, and I don't want to misconstrue anything um, because, again, I can't really say what she said. Um, and I also uh, recommend looking at the DMs as Nikki mentioned someone in her text called Bigfoot. So people were speculating that she was talking about Megan the Stallion. Um, again, I would look at those. So Lotto then starts the hashtag 40-year-old bully, right? Because if you guys don't know, Nikki is, I think, 38 or above, right? So now people are going ballistic. Even Azalea Banks chimes in. Azalea Banks, of all people. Um, and she jumps in. Azalea says uh, to Nikki, when is she going to realize that every time she fights with a female rapper, uh, she boosts their profiles and enriches the pockets of the men invested in them? Um that was Azalea. And all the people on Lotto's side, as she pointed out, is that Nikki just always seems to have beef with the newer girls, um, referencing the beef with Cardi and Megan. And even one Twitter user said that, considering what she said about the new girls not being deserving of the lot in the live, I won't, I would, I, I wouldn't put it past her. Um, how you, especially how you guys just blindly support her. Um, it just proves it. She basically said it. Um, so what I've gathered is that they most Lotto uh, supporters just feel that, first off, Nikki is too old to be doing this. Hits 40-year-old bully. Um, yes, there was a hate train at one point, but at this point she's not the only female in the game, you know, um, to basically get over it. Two, they're tired of the beefs. Um, and any time a new artist responds, Nikki's fan base, the Barb's, um, always got something going on. As an example... One of the barbs tweeted out, okay, Lotto, but your dad groomed your mom, right? Yes, we jumped a lot of pages, a lot of very quickly, right? Nikki retweeted all that, and oh. she basically said, yeah, you going around acting like an activist, what about this, essentially? Um, there's a lot of context behind that, which I can go look at it, but since that tweet was deleted, mm -hmm. Nikki also deleted hers. Um, and that's essentially it. I cannot go into the rest of it because a lot of it is just back and forth tweets, mm -hmm. which Nikki has um, deleted almost all her tweets on Lotto. I think the latest tweet she had was like Whitney Houston laughing like manically in one of her videos, I guess, to show that it was kind of crazy. Personally, Nikki was dead wrong. Um, that's all I got to say. You said wrong. You did too much. Um, you weren't wrong until you said, yeah, you, you weren't wrong. I don't know. I was, I'm done. I, I can't. <laughs> I feel like with the, like the whole thing, like she always has a problem with somebody, but also like, it's not Lotto's fault that Nikki got moved to a different category. It's the industry's fault yeah. for doing that. So I don't get, like, why she was coming after her. And I really think it really just catapulted. It was fine until she said that newer artists weren't deserving. Mm -hmm. 
then yeah. it became a problem. And then once you started tweeting, that whole got the whole throat again. Like, again. Like, personally attacking yeah. someone else. And the barbs went ballistic. If you're on Twitter, you know what it, you know how they get down over there, as we <laughs> mentioned earlier. Just please be careful out here, guys. Be careful of who you support. Um, yeah, be careful of who you support. And let's... Let's play nice on Twitter. Let's yeah. let's start a new hashtag, yeah. you know. Be nice on Twitter. Yeah. Let's let's start that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add? I'm just still so shaken up from this. Like, I had pages of notes, and now that I've said it, I'm just like, wow. I'm still digesting. I don't know half of these people, so I was <laughs> just listening. <laughs> then, okay, well... You know, they did their thing. Okay, I guess. Well, yeah. I'm going to go process this in my car. Yeah. Um, it's been great talking with you guys today. Yeah. Um, and tune in next week or whenever we see you guys again. Thank y'all for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. I'm YouTube. Okay. <laughs> we love to see you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.